welcome to Crossroads presented by Lomads. We are joined here today by Natalia and Mishika. So guys, would you like welcome? Would you like to present yourselves? Okay, so Natalia has frozen, so I'll sure. go. <laughs> uh, my name is Mishika I know who and I come from Mumbai in India. And I've been living in Paris since two years now. Wow, okay. And, and I do speak French. <laughs> um, I'm Natalia. I come from Chicago, Illinois. I've been here in Paris for about four weeks. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. I like it here. <laughs> okay. And what are you guys doing in Paris? Why did you come to Paris in the first place then? I don't know who wants to start. Mishika, you can, oh, you okay. can take it whoever first, all the, all the first questions. <laughs> okay. Whoever wants to answer first. Okay. So I came here for my master's, but um, surprisingly, it was not my first choice. France ah. was not my first choice. It was actually Canada. Okay. Yes. Uh, but then things changed and I'm like, I need to focus on a European uh, country and what better than France because I need French. And yeah. if you think of France, the first thing that comes to your mind is Paris. Of, of course. course. Makes sense. And there are a lot of nice business schools here. So I decided to come here for my master's. Good choice. Yes. Very <laughs> good, actually. It, it, I did well. <laughs> okay. How about you, Natalia? Why did you, why did you so come to cool. Paris? <laughs> um, it's complicated. Well, I was ending my career and I didn't know what to do with my life. I had no idea. I didn't know. Uh, it was really complicated. I had no job. I had no plan. And at the time, uh, I had met so many people who were from France, exactly Paris. So something in my mind told me, uh, as the adventurer that I am, told me like, okay, like just go to Paris, just like go there, learn the language, take a year, look for a job, um, and just like live, live your life, you know. <laughs> and I want, and I wanted to get back to Europe, but like there was coronavirus, as everyone knows, yeah. and and it was really complicated to move from the United States, which was the center of epidemic of the coronavirus. But I was just like, just like, fuck it. Like I want to live the Parisian life. And like, I want to like that experience. And I already knew people from Paris. So like, I mean, it's destiny, right? So I chose and I moved to Paris, like blindsided without any job, just like, of course, work in French and you, you just put yourself yeah. out there and decided to come all of a sudden. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Like uh, my mom fought with me. I had fights with my mom. She was like, "Why are you moving to France? You don't know anybody. You don't know the language. Uh, you're just going there." I'm with that's another story to tell. But like you're going there, like chasing one person and. And I was basically right, but uh, when I came here, like all my worries disappeared and everything, and I was just so happy to be here. That's great. But that's nice. That's like an adventure. Uh, that's an actual adventure. Yeah. Yes. It was a leap of faith, actually. Like just. That's fun. That's really fun. 
but uh, at least at least no regrets until now for now <laughs> no no yeah i just i just have one regret that like the host of this show has 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 making us participate in some sort of activities that they're fun but but we just did it because i tried my best to do the best i can in COVID times <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's fun, you know. You you guys had the online uh, quiz about uh, music and movies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I could not attend. I did say on Facebook I'm going, but then I completely forgot. But I heard it was nice, though. So. I'll take you as responsible for it. You're you you have to come to the next one, though. That's an obligation now. You have okay you, if the topic is <laughs> so. Yeah. So I was wondering then if. Because Natalia, you took a leap of faith when it came to this, but what were your expectation, expectations at that moment uh, when you came to Paris, before coming to Paris? What did you expect before coming here in the first place? Like, and, uh, and Shika after as well, what were your expectations? Uh, like, My expectations for, of Paris, right? Of yeah, what was before, to be before Paris. Coming, what did you expect when arriving here in Paris? What, what were your expectations before, before coming here? To be honest, I didn't have much expectations because I tried not to think about that. However, I did thought that French were a little bit more, um, going to be a little bit more close-minded or a little bit more rude with me since I don't speak the language. And I was like a bit afraid of that. Uh, nevertheless, once I came here, after I haven't encountered a French person who's a douchebag or a dick. I, I haven't never, like I haven't expected. Like everyone has been so, 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 so nice to me that like, like it, it surprised me. And also I expected to find a place to rent that's going to be easy, yeah. which it was a shock and it was like a crash when I found out that renting in Paris is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the only douchebags are the ones who rent apartments. So that's true. That, 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 that was my expectation that, that I was going to find an apartment really easily for a good price in the center of Paris, looking to the Eiffel Tower, and literally reality, it's only like, fuck you, like, this, this, that doesn't happen. Like, it's impossible. Yeah. That's the dream, but, right? that's the dream uh, place with Eiffel Tower on view and stuff, but. Yeah. I know, but um, apart from that, like, everything has been amazing. Yeah, every like it's every foreigner's dream to come and be like, I'm I'm just gonna have a house under the Eiffel Tower. Like it's in the movies, it's so easy. Like oh, I'm just gonna find yeah, an apartment to rent there, and then you just realize that if you you're lucky to get a studio, like a 15 square meter studio. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing, yeah. Forget 15. I've seen an ad that was for like around 850 euros for a nine meter square. I don't even Whoa. know. I don't even know if it's legal, but it was literally nine meters square. Probably, probably not. No, it's illegal. No, no, no it's no, totally illegal. That was the first. And thing. you have the kitchen. You move here. You're in the bathroom. <laughs> but with that, with that space, you do have a little bit of Eiffel Tower in your backdrop. But uh, I agree, it's complicated as fuck. Yeah, it's, that's yeah. just unhuman. I mean, <laughs> you would like literally. That's that's the thing. Like coming from the states. So obviously the states places are 
huge are so big are multiplied by seven when you come to France things are really really small yeah. and I like I'm like fuck I'm not a rat like on a cage or something like like wow but yeah you end up you end up finding a nice place usually if you look correctly you do find a nice place to stay but like it is it is the hard part of it you know the, the thing that you require while finding places is luck and networking because i legit saw some of my friends getting super nice apartments because they knew the landlord or was someone's friends parents or something like that yeah so networking is actually luck otherwise okay. it's impossible totally agree totally right. agree well I'll, I'll keep that in mind for next time for the for the networking part for finding an apartment that's a great idea in fact absolutely like, you know one of my friends found a place via a professor she was like i cannot find any place and my professor is like oh but i know my friend who wants to rent out his apartment he can rent it to you oh wow <laughs> And you know there are so many nice apartments, but what happens is all the salaried people get a higher, you know, yeah. than us. So I'm like, what the fuck? Why do you hate students? Like we literally come and we spend our money in your country and yeah. give us this place to live like nicely, not nine meter square. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the hardest part. In student life in Paris. It's really like when it comes to finding an apartment as a student, it's just mm -hmm. not possible. Finance is hard. Yeah. But uh, how about you, Mishika? What's what were your expectations when you like arrived in Paris in the first place? What what, what did you expect? Um, mine were a bit biased because okay. I already had been to France uh, as an exchange student, so I lived with the French families for years. So more or less, I thought I know French people. Okay. And most of the Parisian girls that I met were really snobbish. So I'm like. <laughs> Fuck, I'm going to Paris and everyone's going to be like those rich, uh, you know, in uh, the boss from Emily in Paris, like <laughs> rich and she's like, hmm. Uh, but actually it was, it was not at all like that, you know, it's actually a very international city. So at every step you're going to find someone who is not from Paris, who is not French, yeah. which makes it easy. Yeah. Not, like, you're not the only yeah. foreigner here. Like you're not the only foreigner in Paris. No. It's it's a it's a multicultural multi yeah. city, and all the positive expectations were true. I expected to see like the beautiful Eiffel Tower; it was charming as ever. And the fun fact is, it's actually seen from fucking everywhere. Like wherever you go, you're still gonna see the Eiffel Tower. It kind of follows you. <laughs> yeah, it, ju it just goes everywhere. There's everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. I, I was I was in Bud Balloon, and I I was video calling my mom, and mom was like. Why is Eiffel Tower in your background? I'm like, it's everywhere, mom. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah, there's uh, like there's a famous poet that says it. Like the only place where you don't see the Eiffel Tower is on it. Like, oh. <laughs> that's true. So that's, that's, that's the only way where yeah. you don't see it. That's dumb, actually. You know, I see. I, I mean, I know it's like the famous uh, thing, and everyone goes on the top of Eiffel. But what's the use? You do not see the Eiffel when you're on the Eiffel. Go to Montmartre. Go to. You don't want to go on it. <laughs> just, you don't see it if you're on it. You don't see it. It's like, and it's ugly. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. That's controversial. Okay, I'm going to rephrase it. It's more pretty when you see it from Mopahnas. Yeah. Okay. I rephrased it. I did not say it. All the bad comments came here against me. She can like, <laughs> like all the French people like, <laughs> Mon Dieu! <laughs> <Pourquoi>, Michika? <laughs> I rephrased, j'adore la France. 
you came here a few times already. So like if you came here again after your first exchanges that you really loved it in the end. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but like I was wondering then because of it, because like you told us, uh, like your first impressions being so shocked about like the stereotypes being all broken down by it. But like how, like I was wondering because like we're in, we are in current times after all, do you think like it limited you, like limited the Paris experience in a way, Michika, that you, like you lived a COVID-free Paris for one year. Mm -hmm. And uh, so like tell us about like the difference, how you feel the differences between like Paris before and Paris after COVID and Natalia, how you feel moving to like here during COVID times and how, how you feel you missed out on some things. Okay. Um, I don't know if people are going to hate me for this because they're going to be like, why see like French bashing all the time? But I frankly did not see much difference in, in kind of like the, the circulation. Mm. I was at La Défense yesterday and the amount of people I saw moving around was hella similar. Right? Even in the middle. Right? Right? Thank you. Thank you. I totally, I, I, I Sorry, continue. No, no, that, 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 that's, a, that's a comment that I agree a hundred percent with, like a thousand percent with. Thank but you. continue, sorry, 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 sorry. No, I needed that. So like other people who might be thinking like, oh fuck, she hates France would be like, no, everyone kind of believes it. No, fuck them. Yeah, you're right. Confinement. Like I see people moving around, carrying out their daily course as they do. Uh, the only difference is the bars are closed, so I cannot see friends um, chill out. But we did find the loop like i did find the loop i was just telling tommy uh, before i had a date in the supermarket <laughs> oh, we oh la la. So, like you know we we're in it we find like a hookup like no <laughs> we find out like la la. no wait we find out solutions to everything so voila so but if not yeah it, it's just sad we cannot move around as we used to like freely but then it's also winter so it's cold so yeah that's fine and how, how about you natalia how how was it for you to move to like paris in COVID times how do you feel like it, it might have limited the paris experience or did you feel that you still managed to to live a paris experience in a way i don't know like it's a really complicated um topic for me and shut me off when you think it's enough because i have a really controversial no i have i have really strong opinions on the one hand um in my mind it's like i'm fucking paying in dollars to euros to be locked down in my fucking home okay. to be in paris so it makes me mad however um my personality i'm i'm just like not a girl who likes to go out so much and and like for me, the Paris experience, uh, I I had already already like live it in vacations, you know. Oh, okay. And you know when I came back, like see the Tour Eiffel or go to the all the places, because you come like I will rephrase your question so like the Paris experience by the European experience okay. that is like. Paris begin at two as you as you come as an American Paris begin at two a.m. or like even later like clubs are open and everything so I already lived that European experience when I was in my university so like lockdown was it I already live it like I'm yeah. not sad however uh, it did hinder like lockdown it did hinder the experience by itself because 
it was the last days of summer of at least like a hot weather where you could go out and now you're locked down it's cold like it's getting dark at five um you know you are probably or what with your roommate or you're alone or you needed to go back to your family and i know for like i don't speak for me but for some people maybe i don't know that is really hard because they have dreamt to come to have paris their whole life and for that opportunity to be taken away from them yeah. it's pretty hard and i'm not going to uh take that importance away from that because i know and i know what is to go to another country or go to another place the place of your dreams just be taken back home the minute away and it's something that is sad and it's something that i may say is i don't know if you say it unjust or yeah, like it's unfair yeah it, it's it's not fair and i truly understand that and i truly support that but um i mean it it's something that it takes yeah. that it's away from our hands that it's away from like sadly when we we need to leave that like it's sadly and the only uh good thing is that like this is not only happening to exchange in france but people who are exchanging australia in Latin america and you know it's it's not just something that happened to them and yeah i I feel yeah i feel those people too because like last year i was in erasmus in rome so like i had like jury like the experience of living abroad basically and like and, and like at the half like at the half of it like uh, in February, March, like they announced the complete lockdown of Italy, and like I was like, yeah, but I still have five, six months that I want to experience Rome to the no, full. And I, and you can't do that anymore because like the, you have choices. Like you can stay, and then like you limited, but like you don't know what to do because you're alone at that moment, or you're with exactly. that mate, which is not necessarily someone that you're friends with. Mm-hmm. If you're friends with him, exactly. That's good. But if not, then no. And then after that, like you end up with a choice between sacrificing the experience that you wanted to live, or that's so like, yeah. like COVID. Yeah. a lot of plans. Like I mean, it's it's kind of a sad thing about it. Yeah, sad thing about it. But uh, and I yeah, I take it like really like I take like really to my heart and really personally because like I was also as you like in Italy, I was also an exchange student in Chicago. Like my I. I like originally lived in Barcelona and I was an exchange student in Chicago and Chicago, like as many people, like for me, the Paris of people who want to come here, for me was Chicago. Like uh, when I was seven, I dreamt to be on Chicago, I dreamt to be on my university. And until lockdown, everything was perfect. Like I got amazing friends. I went everywhere. Like I got like the love of my life, like everything. I had my amazing experience and lockdown just shut everything and for me like in my mind and i went to be completely honest there was a point like two or three months until lockdown and i just like burst crying like this is so unfair like this is so 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 unfair but then like i kept counting like like it is what it is like i can do anything and i can blame things and it it is unfair and i don't take the importance but yeah, you it, can do anything there. It affect a lot of people's motivation and morale as well. Like there were people who wanted to go to the US or Canada for studying, and now they actually are, but they're doing from Paris. Like they're confined in their whatever space they have, and they're attending Canadian university. And they're like, I wanted to be there, you know. 
experience that environment, but now I'm stuck. It, it's quite depressing. The, the point is said about it becomes dark so soon. Yeah. So like 3 p.m., I, I see it's like, it's as if it's seven. And I feel like the day is over, you know? It just started mm -hmm. before. So everything is like at a very wrong timing, the virus, the winter. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's sad. Anyway, like I, I want to change the subject and make it like a bit more fun. Like I, I would like uh, both of you to tell, tell us uh, like a funny anecdote that happened to you in Paris, something funny that happened to you in Paris. If you have anything in mind, like a, a funny, like a funny story that happened to you, like a, if a, like a typical French story or whatever, whatever happened to you, like a funny story. I need to think about it. I, I have few stories, but they're not funny. <laughs> so, mm. you can go first if you have some funny story. I don't have, but I can make up. So, like, I, I feel like my my life by itself, I try to live it as if it was funny. So, I always have embarrassed. Oh, yeah, I have a funny story. Like, happened yesterday. Okay, so, I live in a pretty ghetto uh, neighborhood. <laughs> so, my neighborhood is really ghetto. Like, actually, I feel like um, it's, like, a bit outside of Paris. And in my defense of my neighborhood i love it like i i love the ghetto style i it's a neighborhood that it's like getting in construction so it's going to be diversified later on just not right now but later on life it's going to be a really popular neighborhood where people are going and everything so yesterday i was in my home cooking i was speaking with my dad and everything was okay and i hear a man screaming like ha 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 Ah, like oh my fucking god what's happening and i like go to my window and there was a guy this is going to get really graphic so like no problem move on the time if you don't want like graphic so there was a guy like literally in the floor and there were two guys hitting them like oh, with whoa. sticks getting like just in front of me and like i didn't know what to do like everyone was looking through their buildings and i was like telling my dad like oh my fucking dad like someone is literally be, being beaten to death okay, like someone well. someone is like being beaten to death and my, my dad like oh fuck turn on the camera turn on the camera because my dad is like he's a, another person he's like a friend of mine also and I showed him through the camera I made it like oh my fucking god that's like living on popular neighborhood you're in the ghetto bitch he was like, you're in the ghetto and I literally couldn't believe like there was a man being literally killed in front of me like beaten hard oh fuck out oh. yeah beaten hard like just in front of me uh, at the end i was like should i call the police or not someone called the police and i found out that the guy who was beaten like stole a lot of money from tourism oh. and the tourists and those tourists were like fuck no and they just beat him hey. it's not a funny story but like nothing had ever happened to me in my life and i felt like so ghetto was like I like the ghetto ratatata. <laughs> <laughs> ghetto, ghetto Natalia. I uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you don't see me, I'm, I'm like, I, I've matched with my neighborhood and I've become a ghetto girl. And <laughs> each time I go out, yeah, with the hood. Yeah, with the hood. <laughs> exactly. Like, nobody messes up with me. Like, the police passes because there's a lot of police cars. They pass next to me. There's also a local crackhead behind the... Um, <laughs> that I know him, I always like say hi. It's it's the crackhead of the neighborhood. So 
I know him. But it's like apart from that, um, that's I don't know if that's a funny story or a sad well, story because yeah, people mean, was I almost mean, beaten to death. But for me, it was an experience, and every that, experience is it's definitely important. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Mishika, did you? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if someone can still think of a story after hearing something like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't. Know. I have videos. I I can attach <laughs> the video. You have videos. send us those videos after this call. I really want to see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know. This is okay. Again, this is not funny, but it was funny to me because I started laughing even though it was not funny. Okay. So um, uh, a friend of mine came to visit Paris while I was still here. So I was the tourist, the guy showing him like, welcome to my city, you know? I know everything and no need for any carte. I know all the, all the ways, like, you know, just follow me. We were at the Eiffel Tower and um, wanted to take a picture. So uh, he's like, um, we'll ask this lady, this guy to take a picture. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm gonna take a nice picture. And he was getting so professional. Like, he's like, oh, move like this, do like that, bend over and everything. After a point, he disappeared. With his phone, like literally, after a second, we're like, "Where the fuck is he?" And he just disappeared with the phone. And my friend started panicking. He's like, "Fuck my my phone!" And then he had to track my iPhone on. So then we found him. He was right around the corner with the phone. Like I don't know. The, oh wow! My, Your friend just gave the phone to the guy. Yeah, you know when you go to any tourist place, you're like, "Can you take a picture for me?" Oh, you ask yeah, people okay. around. And uh, he did not look like someone who would steal something. He looked like from a nice, um, nice place. Anyway, and he was dumb, I think, because he was right around the corner standing and like uh, scrolling on the phone. So we found him and we we're like, what the fuck are you doing with the phone? And then he just ran. But the moment that we realized that his phone is gone, for me, it was very funny. <laughs> that was like his so memory of Paris. He's like, He's like, I'm never, I'm not coming to Paris with my phone on you or anything. I'm going to be super aware now. It's, it's nice that you're selling Paris like that. Guys, you're getting beaten up and your phone's getting stolen. That's a nice <laughs> way of selling Paris. <laughs> wow, that's a funny. Pretty good things as well. But people want to know the reality, right? Not yeah, true. That is true. Like, be careful. So don't go... Don't go in Natalia's neighborhood yet and uh, be careful of your phones. That's the lesson. Don't worry. If you want That's to go to my advice. neighborhood, I'm your, I'm, I'm your local protector. Like every gang knows me. <laughs> Natalia Cortez. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, guys. Okay, so this is the last part of the, of the podcast that I wanted to do with you. Is like a, a rapid-fire question where you answer, like, uh, first we'll start with Natalia, then Mishika, and then Mishika, Natalia, like, uh, back and forth. Okay. Like that. Well, I'll just ask you a few, que like, funny questions, and you answer as quickly as possible, like, a short answer, okay? Fuck, this is not a good game. I'm drunk. And I, know. I, don't <laughs> I, don't, I don't like this game. <laughs> okay, let's see. Okay. Okay, so, uh, Natalia, first, uh, one thing you like about Paris. One thing, uh, one thing. Wine. Wine, okay. Mishika? Related to cafes and the bars. <laughs> Fair enough. One thing you don't like about Paris, Mishika? Okay, don't like about Paris. The crowd. Okay. In the well, COVID, COVID made the solution out of that. So. That, was, that was better. <laughs> Natalia? Metro stations. Metro stations, okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, okay, so Natalia again. Uh, so did you watch? Did both of you watch Emily in Paris or not? 
Is that even a question? Oh, <laughs> no. no. Of course, right? I, 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 I didn't watch it, no. It, oh it just God. doesn't, it's not like, I, I have a small attention spam, so I can watch series because my attention spam is so small that I can concentrate, so. You're a goldfish. It doesn't, Okay. No, I can't. Okay, so Mishika, the question's only for you then. Uh, do you feel that the stereotypes of Emily in Paris are true or are they just exaggerated? Oh, I think all of them are highly exaggerated and there are, there are like so many. First of all, it's not as easy to make friends as it was shown in the series. Like, yeah. you cannot just, you know, sit in the garden or buy flowers and you'll just magically make friends. That was highly exaggerated. But the way they showed, like, how all French people are mean and, you know, like, snobby in the office, yeah. I, I finally, I actually felt attacked, you know? Even though if I'm not French, I felt like, no, that's not true. Like, my colleagues are so nice and we have so many, like, nice afterwards. And, um, no, that's, that's, that was, like, literally not true. But then there were some parts, like, uh, oh, also, the chambre de bonne. Which yeah. maid's room is like this big and this nice and fifth pounds is more? Like, okay. Fair enough. The, the only thing that I agree to is like the French walls are very thin. So <laughs> you, you're everything and it's, it's lucky if you get to sleep like a nice night's sleep without hearing people having sex. <laughs> that was the only like truth shown. That's <laughs> the usual thing. <laughs> okay. So next question, Michika, can you speak French? Oh, bah oui, je peux parler français. Ah, bravo, félicitations. Merci. And how about you, Natalia? Je ne parle pas français. <laughs> je suis désolée. Je suis désolée. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm a pre like I'm everything French hate. Like literally, I, I am. I'm the embodied of French hate. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm, I'm like I'm learning French. Like. I, I am not a pretentious fuck who just expect here people to, like, if they speak English, I speak for them English. I'm going to learn your language. Like, I'm mm -hmm. trying to learn and I want, like, I'm going to be your slave until I learn your language. <laughs> Super. Mm. Okay. Okay, so, Natalia, the best food you ever had in Paris? Oh, it's cargot. Um, yeah, and, oh, I want to Landouret. Like it was one year ago with my family and he had that truffle risotto uh, with macarons. I wanted to feel like a lot of Blair Waldorf and I did. Then later on my family, like my, I remember my mom and my stepdad, they were like, we spent like 500 on that fucking restaurant just because you wanted to go. So that's your present. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. it was it worth it though in the end it was worth it though for me it was worth it for my stepdad he always tells that story he's like my daughter like he like we only went i didn't eat well but it was like her dream so we just went there how how about you michika then what's the best food you ever had in paris all the patisserie i love it especially eclair Oh yeah. Ah, I know. Cool. Now it's the season. Raclette. Raclette, yeah. I love oh, raclette. I love yeah. the best. Yeah, de definitely a must do during confinement. 
Okay. I think there are some pages which to make you go raclette tasting where oh, really? they suggest like different places in France, like close to Paris, where you can have amazing raclette. Oh, really? Oh, okay. okay. That's good That's to really know. Nice. <laughs> okay, noted again. In the comments, guys, ask me. <laughs> <laughs> where? Or maybe Thomas comment down, down, comment down, down below. I'll, I'll organize an event. Exactly. I was going to say Thomas will come up with an event. That's, that's my job to organize an event there. Please download the Lomax app to know more about the Rocklet. <laughs> <laughs> no, to know the Rocklet. Please don't download the Lomax app. That's right. Okay. So, Mishika, then, uh, which. Paris cliche do you think is the most realistic? Which is the, which one is the most true? Which one do you oh. think is none? The one about the walls. <laughs> the walls? Yeah, because everything else, I think it depends. You know, when you say Persian, like the most famous one that I've heard is Persian people are snobby. Mm. But it depends. Like I've met some snobbish as well and some very nice, kind-hearted. So I think the only one that stays true is this one the rest are like the walls how small they are <laughs> how thin they are literally like in my last apartment i could hear conversations and like arguments <laughs> i literally had sides you know i i never met them but i know that the husband was right and <laughs> she was wrong because of the argument <laughs> they were having that thin <laughs> okay okay how about you, Natalia? What, which one? Which one is the biggest cliche for you? What's the biggest cliche that's real for you? Which one for you is the most real cliche that you've seen? Mm. Oh, this is okay. Perfect. French guys are really, really, really. I don't know, cringy. Well, for me, are cringy, but they like they really like uh, like. I don't know how to say it in English, but they're like really passionate when they talk to you and they're like, they have all this. Yeah. So That's a cliche that it's a bit like, I didn't like, I didn't expect them to be true and maybe are the people I know. So I, I like, I, I really don't believe in cliches. And okay. Like since, since, I, since I've been moving a lot, I don't try to like, stick to the cliches but that one is a bit that <laughs> but yeah, it sticks with me the french guys being being a bit too clingy <laughs> so yeah they should take a note if they want to date natalia in the future yeah don't as, as don't <laughs> don't like don't i'm crazy nobody date me please okay Okay, and uh, okay, so two, two last. So, uh, Natalia, do you, would you consider Paris the city of love then after staying in it for four weeks? <laughs> Fuck no! <laughs> Fuck no! For me, okay, I began Paris with a French breaking my heart. So, points down, no, it's not the city of love, it's the city of fashion. That for me, fashion. it's the city of fashion. And it's and it's stereotypical, but it's true. It's the city of fashion, expressionisms, of poetry. Like if you if you are a creative person, this is your city. Yeah. Okay. This is your city. Like that's. But city of love, no. <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, no. Please, <laughs> if you like, if your boyfriend is from another country, maybe it is, and you come here to celebrate love, yes. But if you try to find love here in Paris, no. Okay, and you, Mishika? Um, opposite views. 
I do consider this as a city of love because I love it. It's like it's it is romantic and it's it, it has its own charm. Like even walking by the Seine after a drink, everything is pretty romantic about you this. Can, city. So you you can you can you can become any country romantic for like you no, can Barcelona walking walking no. walk next to the ocean, California taking a trip. Any city if you go to places is romantic. Fun. Uh, yeah, no, every country, every city. If you go to Saint Etienne in France, I'm sorry, people from Saint Etienne, but you don't have a very nice city. I'm pretty sure it's not a very nice city. <laughs> no, no, I agree. Like every place can become romantic and stuff if you're with the right one. I know that, but Paris no, it's not. It's, it's, it's not. It, like, it's, it's not. Pretty. It's not if you're with the right one. Like is if you go to the place that are because like that's what you said. Like Paris, the place of love. If you walk through the scene. It's a specific places. No, the I, river, I was the Eiffel, or the park. That's it. Like take your day to my neighborhood and see if it's romantic. <laughs> okay, but no, like, your neighborhood is going to be romantic. Okay, I, I do not count that in Paris. It's like far. Like go <laughs> next to your partner, like holding hands, and see a fucking rat killed <laughs> by a bicycle who has been passed. It's not like. This is my advice to everyone who's listening but to this. You know, video. Now, there's not a romantic city nowhere. I think like, there's not. Love there's love just no, no, no. You need love. to fall in love in Paris, and then you will like it. I mean, I'm not just saying just by the Seine or just here. It's like all over the city. You walk anywhere but, in these more, and it's pretty. Not specifically in your place. I'm excluding why, the locality. No, I don't know. But why well, in Paris? Like, like take it. Yeah. For instance, take it Amsterdam. You can also walk next to the yeah. fucking river, and it's Amsterdam. also romantic. Yeah. Paris by itself doesn't give the romanticism. Like it doesn't like it's just it's just it's just a myth that people sorry I'm going to political here a myth that people have in their mind I'm going to find true love in Paris no fuck you're not going to find true love in Paris I'm sorry to be the rude one here but you're not I, I think maybe then that's your opinion because I do find the city uh, in itself very charming and romantic yeah let's even if the date is yuck. Let's agree to disagree on that, Natalia. I think that's the that's the safest bet because uh, we we can debate the whole night about if Paris is romantic or not. I feel. Yeah, romantic right now. <laughs> okay, no. it cannot be like the most romantic place. There might be places beautiful than that, but it does give that vibe. But maybe no. But I'm okay. You make a I do so. Let's agree to disagree. Let's agree to disagree on this. And then have yeah. have another discussion <laughs> about it. Do another video about <laughs> if Paris is romantic or not. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and uh, I I guess that I have Natalia's answer just through Paris is romantic or not. But do so. Do you count on staying here long term in Paris? Yes. 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 Like expect if if things go well, I want to stay here for at least two three years more. Okay. At least, at least minimum, and I and I, I really like this city because it's an European city, and I know it's like I feel like the certain feeling like I feel home here. So yeah, okay. yeah I expect to stay here. And you, Mishika? Oh, uh, I'd like to stay for a year or two, but uh, yeah, not more than that. Like, okay. I've already been living for two years, and I think time to move on to some other city. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense, but. Uh, 
Well, good good luck for both with both of you with quarantine at least. I hope, uh, yeah, I hope you had a good time talking about this. I had a lot of fun listening to everything. So th thank you a lot for listening. No, it was fun. Thanks. The questions were really interesting. Also knowing difference of opinions and yeah. stuff. I think I'm going to have it Nat a call with Natalia after this and we're going to argue about the thing. <laughs> but it was nice. It is. I like to argue. Okay. I, I love to argue. <laughs> Debating is like, whew. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Thank you guys for coming at least for saying yes to this. It was awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, subscribe, comment <laughs> below, turn on, turn on notifications, <laughs> download the app, everything. Download the Lomads app. Oh my God, Natalia has become so like, uh, you know, YouTubers. Like, yeah. please subscribe to my channel, guys. Don't forget to press the bell icon for more. <laughs> it's, 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 it's my long dream. I think I have everything to be a YouTuber, except I have the attitude. I don't have the followers and I don't have like the influencer style, but I have, apart from that, everything. But all the best for future Natalia's channel. All the best for future, future YouTube career. Okay, perfect guys. Hope to, hit, hope to see you soon. Yep, have a Bye. nice evening. Bye. 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 Bye.